What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another Steel Mace Nation podcast episode. I am your host, Fred Moore. It is good to have you with me. I am really psyched to do this podcast today. Well, I'm always psyched to do the podcast. I friggin' love doing it. But today, especially because I was really inspired by some really good, juicy stuff that happened to me yesterday. I want to share that with you and, um, you know, really just um, talk about this whole uplifting thing, uplifting people, uplifting the Steel Mace society or the Steel Mace community that we have. Um, you know, so l- l- let me tell you what happened. So yesterday I went to Marshall Strength Training Academy. They're up in Branchburg, New Jersey. It's like an hour drive, 45 minute drive, depending on traffic for me. Um, and I get there and there is just literally 20, 25 people, right? And um, there's, they're all there to see and to work with Andrew Emsley, AKA Sleepy Monkey Man. He's a star of the podcast. He's been on the most. He's um, got the most views. The guy is great. I, I actually wish I could do a podcast episode with him every damn day or at least once a week. Uh, but we try to get it together whenever we can. If you watched uh, one of the most recent episodes, I believe it was either 134 or 135. 134 was with Andrew and he was discussing his upcoming seminar, which was yesterday. So it happened, all right? If, if uh, you're one of the 20 people that were there listening to this, what's up? It was an awesome, awesome uh, seminar, wasn't it? Um, but if you didn't go, I'm not trying to gloat. I'm not trying to make you feel bad. But, man, you really missed something special. And I really wanted to uh, tell you about how good his seminar was, first of all. And I just wanted to tell you about what happened to me there, you know, in meeting with the group. So, first of all, you know, the, just getting out into the wild and meeting with other Steel Mace people, it always reminds me and always brings me back to what the purpose of this podcast is and what the Steel Mace Nation is. The Steel Mace Nation is you guys. So when I was out there yesterday and everybody had their Steel Mace and we were hanging out talking and working out together and meditating together um, in the seminar, you know, I, I, I really got this like really proud feeling. I, it was, uh, you know, something I never really quite felt before. I always had the vision of doing the Steel Mace Nation as a, a podcast for the Steel Mace community, a give back. And at the same time, it gives me an opportunity to give back to the fire service where I hail from because the fire service has been good to me and um, nowadays, the fire service needs help desperately with fitness. Um, it's not good. I mean, at least where, where I'm at, I know other departments have good fitness programs and stuff like that. Look, it's, it's, it's a big, big kind of mess right now. So my thought is, you know, it's kind of like a two for one. Do the podcast. Um, get Steel Mace coaches on, discuss Steel Mace, but also have other interesting conversations because, you know, you guys do Steel Mace. Are you guys thinking about your mace all the time? 
all right, maybe half the day, maybe you know, four hours out of the day, you're you're in love with your maces and training and stuff. But you got other things going on in your life, like um, Jamie Pinto, right? The guy is a fantastic musician. Uh, he's a hardworking dude. Lives in Philadelphia, you know, a tough town. Um, and the guy is like a really peaceful, tranquil guy, but he's super strong, and he's tall, and He's yet gentle, but you know he could snap you like a twig, but he doesn't and he won't ever, but you know he can, you know? And I love getting into the meat and potatoes with characters like this um, and exploring humanity. This podcast is about humanity. It's about good people doing good things, right? And the seminar that Andrew did yesterday, I am telling you, if you weren't there, boy, you missed something. He, he did a seminar that went from 9 a.m. to 5. We ended at 4.55, according to my watch, which I think is fantastic. Ending a seminar exactly on time and being really filled up with a lot of stuff is, is a great thing because people don't want to stay. They got to go somewhere, right? You got to go somewhere afterwards. They got to go eat or whatever. So... Kudos on that, just being able to have the wherewithal with the time management, right? But that's small potatoes compared to how damn good this, this seminar was. I expressed to him uh, in the middle of and at the end of, I said, Andrew, you better start doing these things all the time. Like, like he should be traveling the world doing his seminars. It's that good. It's that good. First of all, number one, damn, he was funny as a mofo. I mean, he literally was cracking some of the best original jokes. I mean, he was making up his own stuff. Um, just really like having fun, keeping everybody loose. So let, let me just tell you, this thing started, all right? This thing started, um, the whole idea was like, um, movement, proper movement, like, you know, accessing muscles in our back certain ways and, and meditation, a little bit of mace. It was supposed to be a long day, relaxed, no rush, right? This is important. And we talked about it in episode 134. It was not rushed. That's why it was friggin' all day, nine to five. Now, could he have crammed it down into like three or four hours? Yeah, probably. But then he probably wouldn't have time to make the jokes. We wouldn't have time to, you know, take like decent breaks and just hang out and talk amongst each other. And um, just the whole idea was, you see that clock? We got all day. So don't worry about it. We're going to get to everything. We're going to there's no rush and I appreciated that so much because you know time is money and it's you know I don't hold it against anybody you know they got families they got other places they got to be responsibilities when they do a seminar right they might chalk it up to two and a half hours and it's bing bang boom get your information and then get out right and that's all good and all and if that's your speed, that's your speed. But I needed something like this. I needed the break. I needed to know that I could just chill out and relax and not worry about 
you know, what time it is and when is the next thing. So funny and relaxed. It was, and when you combine, when you combine being relaxed with some humor and some jokes, and then it, 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 got, it got really good because a couple hours into it, everybody else starts making jokes. You know, everybody like, you know, had something to say. We all loosened up, right? That was the whole point. The guy got us so relaxed, the guy, Andrew, got us so relaxed that we were friggin', we were like cracking jokes and, you know, just doing whatever. And, um, you know, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I'll come clean about it. I'm not, I'm not a relaxy taxi kind of guy to begin with. Um, you know, I'm a grinder. I'm, I go, go, go. Um, cram it in, hit it hard, um, pedal to the metal. I mean, it's, um, it's something you adapt to. It's probably not the best lifestyle though, right? So we, you know, I know I need to be balanced out a little bit. So when I sat down in the circle, you know, oh, that's the other thing too. I am not a kumbaya guy, okay? Um, and you put up your, you put up your, your barriers, you know, you, you set up your defenses. You know, this is what I'm used to doing. I'm a, I defend my position, I attack, I, I move back, I move in. Uh, fighting fires and um, dealing with the crazy world today with its mandates and its, uh, you know, the government trying to get involved in, in, you know, how people, what they do with their bodies and everything and uh, wondering if I'm gonna lose my job because I, I didn't wanna get the jab and stuff like that. I, I mean, it's like you are literally in battle, you are at war, and also being in New Jersey, there's traffic and stuff, so when you're driving, I'm driving my truck and there's people cutting you off, you're just always in this high-pitched, aggravated state. And, um, and yeah, I, 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 I sit down in this circle and it's looking kind of kumbaya, you know what I'm saying? And Andrew, you know, he's got his beard, he's got his, he's got his, uh, uh, I can't remember the, the, the man bun thing. And, you know, he's got his, he's, 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 a, he's basically a martial artist, right? Well, we talked about it in the podcast and, and, you know, he is such a humble guy. He does not put himself out there at all. Like as far as how, what good, you know, what he does or how good he is. Um, but that's why I'm here. I'm here to tell him to tell you guys just how good he is because this needs to be heard. And, you know, without a shadow of a doubt, he's my buddy. But um, you know, I don't I don't brag for people unless they deserve it. You know, and um, yeah. So we sit down in this in this circle, and I he hey you're, I was right to his left, and he goes, Fred, you go first. Tell us why you're here. You know where you come from, and. Look, you know, I, I talk on a podcast. Um, uh, I'm not that uncomfortable talking, but you know, you still get kind of taken by surprise. You're on the spot. Everybody's looking at you, and you know, it, it, your your defenses are up. That's at least that's the way I am. All right. So I would have just said something like, oh, "I'm just here to you know see what you got and and you know support. Keep it short and simple." But uh, I have learned. Uh, one of the biggest assets that 
have grown on me, especially from doing this podcast and really getting together with people and, and learning how to co- carry on conversations and things like that is uh, being vulnerable is a good thing. Um, you know, people think, oh, if they're vulnerable, they're gonna get, they're gonna get uh, picked on, I guess, or whatever, but we're all adults, man. I mean, I'm almost 50. I don't care what people say about me. Um, and the, if you're a young one, like you're in your 20s and you do care about what people say about you, well, as long as you're doing the right stuff, and you know what the right stuff is. I don't need to tell you. Um, don't be worried about people picking on you. Uh, don't be worried about what people say about you. If you're being a jerk off and you're wasting your life away, then yeah, and then you should listen to what they say. But if you're um, if you're firing on all cylinders and you're kicking ass, then do not worry about what people say about you. So, but for me, um, I, I kind of just said, you know what? I'm I'm here because I need balance in my life. I am aggressive all the time. I'm always in fight mode. I'm always in battle mode. Um, you know, one of the Steel Mace Nation shirts that I just had recently printed up, which are for sale. I don't have them up on the website just because I haven't had time to do anything. Um, you can DM me if you want. But it's the the shirt that has the skeleton holding the, the, the big mace and it says, grind them down now. There is multiple meanings behind that grind them down thing, but one of the meanings is grind them down, as in grind down your swings, like just pick up a heavy mace and start swinging until your hands are purple and you cannot lift the thing anymore. Grind, grind, grind. Don't be afraid. Well, you know, there's a time and a place for that, and so... I, you know, I confess to the group that I need something to round me out, to, to balance me out. And then everybody else kind of went around the circle. And like I said, there was a large group. So it took a while, but everybody sort of like hit on that same cylinder. And I'm thinking, oh man, we're all alike, you know? I'm thinking, you know, I'm looking over, I'm like, oh, that's a peaceful person over there. And meanwhile, they're like, oh, I'm going at it. I'm working two jobs. I got the, you know, and... <laughs> And you know you make these assumptions, and meanwhile, yeah, it's like uh, in the world today, with COVID craziness, um, you know, dealing with that bullshit, and then you know just the normal grind that you know you already had going on with your job, your family, and everything else. Um, and especially, I don't know. I mean, they say Jersey people are high strung. Um, do I look like I'm high strung to you? I don't. I don't think I'm high strung, but maybe I am. Um, you know, they, that's what they say. Northeast people, and it's cold, you know, dreary. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, you could get high strung around here, definitely. Um, so yeah, and then, and then, you know, it goes around, like the baton goes around, everybody takes a turn talking, and then it winds up back in Andrew's lap, and he just takes over this group, right? He just takes over, he starts talking. And, you know, at first I'm like, I'm like, man, this guy's like got a well-prepared, like script, quote unquote script. Like, like, you know, the way I would picture it, like, you know, okay, I'm going to talk about these three topics and then I'm going to move on to this and then we're going to talk about this and then we're going to, but the more he talked and it was good stuff, man, it was just like, wow, I am learning stuff, man. I'm learning good stuff. And the more he talked, I realized he's not scripted at all. Everything 
was coming straight out of his brain basin and from his heart and everything was was um in order you know he wasn't jumping around he didn't stutter he didn't say um nothing he was engaging right and like the first five minutes the first five minutes of sitting there i realized we were in for a treat and I was like, this is gonna be the whole day. I said, I know it's gonna be, because I know him from the podcasts, um, you know, how, how great he is on the podcast that we do, and I've had personal conversations with him plenty of times, we stay in touch often. So I was like, this is gonna be fantastic. I was like, you know, what a friggin' treat this is. And it, it, it got better. And then I figured, well, after lunch, it's gonna, it's not, it's gonna have, it's gonna lose the energy, right? It's gonna lose the energy. And um, no, it didn't. It got even better. And then before you know it, it's five o'clock and it's time to go. And I'm like, where did the day go? I mean, the day absolutely went by fast. Um, he started us off with mobility drills and we did stuff with our backs that for me, I was like, oh, this is, this is medicine, man. This is like what I need. So I even woke up this morning and I was gonna do my workout and um, I got a little home gym in my basement. So uh, I was gonna do like a back workout uh, combined with some steel mace and kettlebells and stuff like that. <clears throat> and um, I started off with this mo mobility drill for your back. And it's just like this little technique and you know, it's one of those things it's like, when you're doing it, you're like, this is so simple. How did I never even think of something like this before? But you never see anybody doing it. and. I guess if you saw somebody doing it at the gym, you would just think they have like a weird twitch or something like that. But wow, it, we, we went along our whole backs from, from bottom to top, you know, just accessing the muscles around our spinal column. And for me, this helped so much because I am super tight. Like even when Andrew came around during the seminar and he worked on me while I was like sitting there, he was like make, mumbling to himself, like, oh my God, you're like, wow, dude, you're, you're really tight, you know? And I could just, I could even hear, like, he was like grunting sometimes, just trying to move like, like just, my back was like, con like chunks of concrete, you know, and just trying to move it around. And, um, you know, so that was like the mobility stuff. It, it, it went, you know, a like spinal column, we, we operated on our, our hands and our legs. But then we got to some work with our hips, and this is some fantastic work that he did. And if you ever get an opportunity to actually see Sleepy Monkey Man move around in sort of like a, an animal flow style way, um, you'll see that he's very comfortable with the ground and landing on it or getting up. Uh, but generating force from it. And that's the thing, a lot of martial artists, when you watch the power that they deliver with their blows, whether it be a, a strike with a hand or, or something with the leg, you will see, I see, I like, I guess I really don't see it, but I like to think I see it. Maybe I see it in the inner depths of my mind. But what I see is somebody drawing power from the earth. They're pulling it up. Now that's not such a far-fetched thing because if you think about it, if you were floating in outer space, let's say you, you went up in a space shuttle and you were in zero gravity, 
right? Would you be able to actually deliver a kick up to somebody's head and strike them with force? No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't even be able to do the kick, but even if you could, it wouldn't even hurt them because as soon as your foot touched their head, you would move away, right? So the, the, the force is coming from the ground. It's really gravity, right? Um, but you're pulling, you know, if you vision it, like you're pulling the earth's energy up into you and it's channeling up through your core and then it, and it all, you know, the hips, it's all the hips. Your, that's like your center area. Every, all your power comes from your hips, your punches and everything. Well, the same, same is true with Olympic lifting, kettlebells, steel mace, um, wrestling, playing, uh, hitting a baseball with a baseball bat, hips, golf, hips, right? The hip kind of shoots out in the direction your, your swing is. It's all hips, hip activation. And of course, when you see people get older um, and they lose that, that hip strength and mobility, right? Their, their ass, their hips, and their hamstrings all start to atrophy from sitting all the time. I'm talking about people that don't maintain fitness, right? I'm just talking about like uh, people that just hang out and sit around a lot, right? When they get older, they have a lot of problems with their, with their ability to walk because their hips degenerate and everything like that, and they atrophy. So we got to some hip work that I was like, oh, this is brilliant stuff, man. This is real, again, simple. Like you, sh you would think, oh, this is something I should have just thought of. But, um, you know, there's probably a phenomenon. I don't know what you would call that, but we kind of get into our groove of knowledge. And um, when, when we get there, we kind of like hang out there because it's comfortable. So like the things I've learned for hips is like, um, you know, hip extensions, doing bridges, right? You know, you lay on your back, drive your heels into the ground and raise your hips up. Um, you know, you could do uh, hyper extensions on, on one of those, um, you know, it's like a platform or a machine. I guess it's a machine or whatever, but it's got pads. You lock your legs into it and you just, you lower at the waist and you come back up, you squeeze your glutes, right? Fire your hips. There's band exercises. You do clamshells, things like that. Um, you know, and then in steel mace, we, we all like to do side lunges. So that gets some hips involved. Um, but, but actually what we did in the seminar with, uh, Andrew was was really intense, but felt so damn good. My and we spent a long time doing these like hip circles or whatever you want to call them. Uh, but there was like just this certain technique, and we took our time with it, moved real slow, and we got faster, faster. But we did it for a very long time. My hips got so warm, and once once I, I did all that, it really translated well to my lower back because my lower back just opened up it loosened up and everything because my hips were tight and um you know i always train hamstrings glutes and all that stuff because everything i just told you i don't want to have any problems like that but um they get stiff you know and i and i'm like i said a grinder i don't really go for massages and i don't really do therapeutic type stuff um so after we did all that we continued to work on other body parts and and again we took our time 
And that was the biggest pleasure to actually do that for once in my lifetime, it seems like. like I can't remember um, the last time I just kind of just hovered and just, eh, no worry, no pl pleasure, uh, pressure on time. And I really friggin' uh, appreciated that. And that's like one of my biggest takeaways to just don't worry about time and trying to cram in a bunch of shit in one day. You know, do one or two things during the day, but do them well and and don't rush. You know, don't rush. You won't make mistakes. You won't hurt yourself. Um, and you, you stop and smell the roses and, hey, you know, roses smell good. So um, we did wind up, and here's a funny thing. We did wind up doing Mace with Andrew, right? Now, if you go to episode 134 and you listen, he says like yeah believe it or not guys you know we're not really going to be doing much may stuff sorry like, he says it he says it flat out like we're not going to do all that crazy much about may stuff and um we ended up doing quite a lot actually and i'm like wow this guy is um he either he doesn't think we're doing a lot or um he just was playing around. I don't know. But what I want to point out, and this was very inspiring to me because I am a steel mace coach, and I like to think I approach things with, you know, my, my flair, the way, I, the way I like to do it, right? And, you know, everybody kind of has their own approach to steel mace, right? So you, you, maybe if you're a coach, you, you can attest to this and you might agree with me on this. Like sometimes you just feel like you're, you're sort of um, a rat in a cage with the same stuff over and over again. And uh, maybe you might even feel like you're not original or whatever. Okay, so uh, Sleepy Monkey Man says, well, look, we're going to do swings, like 360s, 10s, and 2s. Now, I have taken Rick Brown's seminar, um, and he's you know a traditional gata mace swinger, and practices swings and all kinds of stuff. So I mean, right there is one of the top guys, right? I've also uh, been you know helped and coached by other people like Jamie Pinto, and. Um, um, uh, Mace Works Brad, uh, Valerie Polkowski, Frank, uh, Valerie Polkowski, who is uh, a vintage strength um, uh, component for the vintage strength games, and she's a Mace Fit coach, like I'm a Mace Fit coach. Um, you got Frank DeMeo, who runs Mace Fit. Um, and of course, um, if you go to episode 135, right after the Sleepy Monkey Man episode, I have Don Giaffredino on who's from Addicts Mason Clubs, and he talks about um, how to properly train heavy swings for the Vintage Strength Games. So, I mean, I've, I've been shown, I've been told, I've practiced, I've taught, right? You would think I'd be that one guy out of anybody who would say, I've, I'm, you, don't, you can't show me anything new. But this is what is so cool about visiting with other coaches. Now, if I went to Jamie Pinto, for instance, he might show me some 
just a way, a technique, and he once did. He showed me something really cool with the steel mace uh, and my swings, and I was like, yeah, that's cool. And it was his little unique thing. Well, Andrew, same thing, right? Coming from his perspective, from his world, right? Okay, this is how we're gonna do it. And you just, you just follow the directions, right? You drop your ego. Instead of saying, I know how to do swings. I'm not listening to this guy, I could do it. No, that's not what you do. When you go to a seminar, you empty yourself and you say, I don't care it, you know, if you're the best mace swinger, if you're Rick Brown and you're going to a seminar, Rick has to empty himself and say, I am a student right now. So he follows the instructions of his coach at that time. And that's what I did. And that's what everybody did. Everybody in this group knew how to swing a mace. Well, wouldn't you know it? Andrew starts going over it and he just delivered it a certain way. And he had little different techniques to do, stuff that I'd never done before. And, um, and then, and then he blew us away. He absolutely blew us away because, now this is, you know, hey, look, this is how you learn, right? Um, I'm a better mace coach now, or I'm a better mace swinger practitioner, whatever you want to call it now, today, because I was at his seminar yesterday. He had us doing 360s, but Indian style. And I'm like, wait a minute, are we gonna be doing that thing where like they're dragging it on their shoulders and it's like, you know, they're using a 60 pound piece of concrete on the end of a stick? Yes and kind of, sort of, but no. What he ended up doing was showing us how to keep the mace head behind us and swinging back here and bringing the handle around a certain way. And it's really how you're, it's like you're churning the butter and you gotta pay attention to the way the handle is moving and you keep the mace head behind you because Western swings, the mace head comes in front of you, like we'll bring it down and it's in front of us like this and then we send it back over. Well this, it stayed behind and you're swinging with one arm, right? So we were all using our light mace, 10 pounds, um, hitting ourselves with the mace. My right arm, I started to get it, you know, it took for like 15 minutes to just get that side. Then my left side, it had to start all over again. I don't think I made any headway with my left side. Um, but you should see Andrew doing it. You know, it's just like, he, he does it like it's no problem. Like it, he swings that, that uh, Indian style all the time. And like I said, you know, here we are, a bunch of people who have been swinging mace for two or three years. And most of us couldn't even really do it. And we got shown something new. And, and you know, yet at the same time, he's as humble as can be and he says all the time, there's nothing new under the sun. I am not showing you, I did not make this stuff up. I'm just uh, passing some information along to you guys. And now it's your stuff that you can pass along. And um, I was like, man, this is fantastic. So, you know, there was so much more that happened. I'm not gonna bore you with all the details, but uh, it was great meeting with the group. I saw some faces uh, again. Uh, that were there when we did the Rick Brown seminar. And um, I really like it up there. You know, it's not that far away. And Mike at MSTA is a great guy. He's, um, he's also a police officer 
and he's, um, you know, he's uh, a martial artist. I guess he's a black belt. I never asked him. I mean, I, you know, if he just wore the belt, I would know. But he doesn't wear his belt. You know, he's secret. Um, but they, um, they, yeah, they have a really, really good place up there. When, when we got up there, uh, I get, I get there early, and most of the people are waiting outside. And he's got a class going on. Mike has a class going on, and there's a bunch of people in there, like a lot of people. He's running a really good class, and it's like a, it's a, a good fitness class. Just like you get in there, and you're punching bags, and you're doing this, and you're doing that. Um, and I was asking him about how he does his steel mace work, and he says he sets up stations, and it's part of the uh, whole workout group, whatever. Um, I think it's really good how he has it set up for that crowd up there. But, um, you know, he's, he, is, uh, he loves the mace, and he loves having this, you know, this new information come in. And he was, you know, he took part in the class too. And, you know, the guy is, uh, yeah, he instructs martial arts to people. He's pretty damn advanced, all right? And he knows about, like, um, Asian philosophy or Eastern philosophy, I should say. Um, he's, you know, he's on the ball with all that. And he, too, was in the class with us, like, you know, a sponge learning all the new stuff. And this is, this is what the Steel Mace community is right, right now uh, and probably will be forever, is a bunch of good people who just like you know they got other things going on in their lives they definitely you know the steel mace uh, they'll if if they got to work they're gonna go to work they're not gonna just you know give up on life and <laughs> just swing a steel mace for the rest of their life uh but they found a key and a connection with the steel mace we all did and when we when we talk it's always just this really awesome vibe um what was the, uh, uh, oh, and uh, another person I want to give a shout out to is Cheryl, who's in uh, Haddonfield, New Jersey, right outside of Philly. She knows Jamie Pinto. And um, damn, I'm trying to think of her Instagram handle. It's booty, B-U-T-T-I, booty something. I can't remember what it, what it is. Um, but I met her on Thanksgiving and she was shooting archery. She was doing archery and she had a leather coat on and I'm looking at her and I'm like, yo, that's a badass over there. She was firing some serious, I mean, she's hitting the target and, and I'm like, damn, I'm like, can you show me how to, <laughs> how to shoot like you? And like I said, she got the leather jacket on. And, um, and then it's funny because I'm following Booty, uh, Booty, whatever her name is. Uh, it's her on Instagram, but I didn't even connect it. Like she was just this chick doing ar archery with a leather coat on uh, for Thanksgiving, and I'm like, okay, that's you. Booty is somebody else to me, and 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 you see a lot of her videos. She'll have Jamie Pinto, and um, they're just doing mace flow and everything. But she is um, she moves really good, and and she's she runs a. a um, a gym. And, um, so she walks in and I'm looking at her and I was just watching videos of her like two days before. And I'm, I'm like that. Who's, who is that? That's familiar. She's familiar. And it, the girl doing archery didn't jump in my head, but 
Booty did. And I'm like, oh, Booty. And she goes, yeah, that's me, Booty. And I'm like, oh, I'm Fred. She goes, no, I met you. We we met on Thanksgiving at, at Andrew's place. I was like, oh, that's right. The girl doing archery. I was like, it, it's crazy, right? You, you know, you follow people on Instagram and you have that perception, right? Which is, which is, you know, accurate perception. It's a fitness thing. But um, then you see them doing other things in their life. And um, you, you really get to see that person in a whole new light. And um, I think it's really cool when we could get out and meet each other and do this kind of stuff. Because when we do, we... Uh, we, we, we get more connected and, and because of that, we get closer to humanity, right? Not because the, <clears throat> the social media stuff, the Instagram, right? It's a, it's a video or it's a picture. It's not real life. It's abstract, right? And, um, you know, you can make all your assumptions you want of who that person is, what they are and what they're all about, Right. But it's not until you actually meet with somebody, maybe you break bread with them or you know, just have like a, a nice little conversation about stuff. And then you get to see how, how similar we are to each other and how, um, and how humanity really behaves. On, because we're, not, we're, we're all there just to like learn and, and work out. And when you have that mindset already, you're, you're, you're like, you're different. Your, your defenses aren't up. You know, you're not trying like, you know, it, even at work, right? When we go to work, it doesn't matter what you do. You have sort of like a persona you got to fill, right? You might not say the same things that you would say uh, out on the street with your friends. Um, you go to a fitness seminar where you're there all day with people, you get real, you get real, real quick. Um, when you put, uh, you can take two strangers, Put them in a room and 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 say, "Hey, you guys do steel mace. Now talk." Boom! Conversation just lights right up. Like, "Oh, you do steel mace? You know what do you? You know what do you swing? What do you do? Where you? You know how do you train?" Um, and it's it's such a great icebreaker and and um and I want to see this thing really hit the next level. I'm asking the steel mace nation. Throw gasoline on the fire. Come on, guys. Let's make this thing happen. You know, let's get more clients. Let's get out there. Let's start showing a unified front. Everybody can um, do well, and we can support each other. There shouldn't be uh, any infighting or any disagreements or people tearing each other down. If there's any of that stuff, that shouldn't happen. Um, I personally have had people make little snippy comments um, on my on my Instagram, on my on my profile, you know, um, you know, uh, like for instance, I was using the mace, I was doing some switch curls, and according to the steel mace flow rules, I guess you could say, you know, quote unquote rules, uh, you know, you don't want to ever cover your face with the mace, and um, you know, I mean, that's really, uh, I get it, it's like a uh, rule, but it's not really important. Who cares if you cover your face? But I mean, I was doing something, I posted it up, and then somebody posts down below, oh, uh, we're not supposed to be covering our face um, when we do Steel Mace Flow. And I was just like, I ignored that one. I was just like, yeah, whatever, dude. I mean, 
it, if that really bothers you, then don't follow me. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Um, but like, it's shit like that that starts to cause infighting. Um, you know, just mind your own business. You know, um, it's somebody else's account. I don't go on other people's account and and you know rag on them and stuff like that. Uh, in fact, my goal is to always find something to connect with them on and uplift them. You know, um, whatever they say, maybe I can add my two cents to bolster what they say, or um, just say, hey, you know, good good work on the movement, and then you know. Uh, uh, a happy face or a flame sign or some shit like that and um, and then move on you know there's no need for um, pissing on people and you know you got uh, you got that you get that stuff but you get that everywhere right I mean you know it, it that's the way it is on the fire department too you got guys that'll piss on you for every little thing and you know you just chalk it up to like good old brotherly love like a tough love and you give it back to them. But it, it does kind of create that agitated kind of world that I was just talking about when I opened up the podcast where you're you're constantly defending yourself or you're on the you know you're constantly fighting, you're you're um, you're attacking and defending. And it, all I'm saying is with the Steel Mace community, we have so much ground to cover. Um, we have so much more we could do. And, you know, to somebody who doesn't listen to Steel Mace and they some for some reason, did I say listen to the Steel Mace? Or <laughs> for somebody who doesn't use Steel Mace, if you're actually listening to this podcast, which you made it to this point and you're still listening, I um, thank you. <laughs> I don't know what's, I don't know if there's something wrong with you or if you're just awesome. I'm going to say you're just awesome. But, um, you're wondering, what is this guy like talking about? Like, what is so special about a piece of metal? What weight on the end? Uh, you know, and the thing is, you gotta pick it up. You gotta use it. You gotta work with it for a while. But you'll see after a week or two, it'll start getting better, and then you'll start discovering things, not only about how to use it properly, but like the little techniques that make it even better and how to um, modify things in certain ways. And, and then when you start showing people how to use one and you become the instructor, you know, you start learning more, you learn about yourself, right? Um, like they say, you know, if you're, if you're lifting like, uh, let's say you're deadlifting 450, it's the heaviest weight you ever deadlifted. You learn a lot about yourself lifting that kind of weight. And we have that mindset that it has to be like, oh, like, you know, this ridiculous amount of weight and, and, and um, or it has to be this incredible climb up a mountain, you know, to get any recognition. But, you know, we always go to these extreme measures to try to um, create this, this look, you know, like that we're cutting edge or whatever. And really, I think with the steel maces, um, outside of heavy ass swings, um, you know, there is no extreme measures. It's it's a it's little small incremental, sometimes even boring, you know, uh, in incremental process of of discovery and mastery over movement. And um, everybody's going to come into it at a different angle, at a different place. Um, you know, I've turned on people to steel mace to use as their primary workout tool. I've turned on people to use it as a warm-up device. I've 
I've had them, you know, use it for um, particular shoulder issues and taught them one or two exercises and they don't care about anything else. Uh, this guy I know who plays golf, I, I have them doing the lateral press or like as in Steel Mace Flow, they call it the, the, the archer or whatever. Uh, it's a lateral press. You push it out there, you pull on the handle, put tension in the bar and you pack the shoulder and you just you either hold it or you, you do little reps. But um, I gave that as an exercise to a golfer who had some shoulder issues from, I guess, from swinging too much, swinging a golf club too much. And he reported back that not only did it help, but he feels like his swing is better. So he, he kind of like healed it. And I'm not saying it heals or it's corrective. I'm not a doctor. I hate when you got to say this shit so you don't get in trouble. I'm not telling people if you got a shoulder problem to do that. I'm telling you to go to the doctor to figure out how to fix it. I just know from my own personal little thing that I was involved in, this guy already went to a doctor. He was cleared for exercise. And uh, I had him work through some other movements first to make sure he could do it. I gave him a light mace first, uh, a wood mace, and then I worked him up to a 10-pound mace where he was able to hold it out there, pack the shoulder, and get a good isometric hold. And um, he reported that it worked. So what can I say? Um, that's it, guys. I think I'm going to hang it up right now and move on with the rest of my day and let you guys move on with the rest of your day. As you can see, I was uh, really anxious to get this information out and just share with you what has been going on in my neck of the woods with the steel mace and uh, the, the good community that we're part of.